0: This episode is dedicated to Suzanne Hunt. Um, We recently learned of her passing. She was uh, an amazing person who often joined us in the live chat and in our shows based here in New Zealand. She'd get up just as early as I did. And we're really gonna miss her. So um, yeah, our heart goes out to her and her families.
1: The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the 365 Message Center show. Today, we're going to talk about new default settings when opening Office files in Teams. We're also going to touch on content type sync enhancements in SharePoint, and SharePoint
0: News boost. News boost. And several other messages.
1: Boost. Hey, I'm, I've got a funny story for that. Yeah. Well, one. your, your um, second
0: so. message. Can we touch on that like three or four times? Cause yes, it, it because yes, we can. Because Microsoft.
1: Microsoft wanted us to see it, and so they they've posted that four times, I think, and then there was another message that was posted three times. Mm-hmm. They really wanted us to see some messages this week. <laughs> Daryl, what are you excited about this week? What can we you know, throw in there and talk about that uh, you're excited about? It
0: was, it was a message that we were considering as our headline um, uh, around fluid coming into Teams chat. But rightly so, and I'm sure we'll get into it later on. What's fluid? What does that mean to most people? Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that as, as we get into it. Um, should I uh, jump into that first message? You should. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's take a look at real-time messaging protocol, RTMP, for streaming support to custom endpoints. That's another long title, isn't it?
1: It's Yeah, as well. okay.
0: So that's uh, MC268726. Uh, RTMP sounds like a, um, a real-time messaging protocol. sounds like it's live chat, right? And for most people, they probably wouldn't know, what is this thing? It's um, something that live streamers are quite familiar with, though, a protocol that we use to push the stream that we put together, much like this one, and send it to... Um, any of the the large platforms uh, to be able to live stream our content. And it's the same protocol if you wanted to run a live event to, let's say, Yammer uh, live events within Microsoft 365. So what's the big story here? Well, Microsoft Teams is becoming a production environment where just join a Teams meeting, and if you have the right permissions and the right... um, Protocols in place at the background, then you can send your Teams meeting directly to any of those platforms that support RTMP live streaming. Simply put, Daryl, simply put, psh, psh, good God, man, speak plainly. Um, you should be able to take your Teams meeting and push it to Twitter. Take your Teams meeting, push it to Facebook Live. So it actually opens up a few possibilities for user groups as well. It's really kind of interesting. Uh, and simplifies the, um, the elements, the scenes, and the things that you might have within a meeting. So this is, uh, it's going to be dependent on a policy in the background. So you'll see at the bottom of this message that there's a, a PowerShell command to enable the live streaming mode for Microsoft Teams. It is off by default, so you'll need that PowerShell command to turn it on. Uh, It will become available to standard release now because it says mid-July and it's expected to be complete by late August. Now, I've had a quick look, Daniel, myself, um, I've tried to see is it available in my tenant yet and the simplest way to do this is uh, (laughs) you just try the PowerShell command and if it comes back with nonsense and it doesn't recognize what you've told it, you don't have the feature yet.
1: Nonsense, nonsense, Daryl. Yes, if it comes back with nonsense, I um, I have not tried it to see if it uh, is on in my tenant. But I do like your mention about user groups because yeah. uh, just think about being able to engage more people mm. and bring more people within your community, uh, whether that's technology or it's you know a user group for. Um, pet grooming uh, you know skateboarders whatever um, but so this this would be a, an, an interesting platform to be able to use mm.
0: that. and it's it's helped along by all these features that we usually would um, have within webinars and you know what we do with our fancy stuff here with OBS some of those things have now come into that meeting experience with teams so for people who don't have a lot of um, expertise and knowledge in those areas, they can just start up a Teams meeting, choose the layout that they want to present to people, uh, push it to live and whatever. So there's going to be a simpler experience for that. Um, so, yeah, that's like yeah, rolling out soonish. I didn't say government. Government, sorry, government. There is information in that message and I should, should use it. Government um, tenants will begin to see this roll out in September and expect to see it complete early October.
1: Um, so, Daniel, uh, next message. Next message is SharePoint News Boost MC271075. Now, I will tell you the, the funny story or what comes to my mind whenever I see this. Uh, in the States, and I'm not entirely sure that you would see this elsewhere because it has to do with a service that um, is a credit bureau in the in the states uh but there's a commercial that is running and has run on on tv with a personality his name is john cena uh he's a wrestler and uh, he's riding a purple and white cow uh, because those are the colors of the service which is experian and their the thing they say is um he talks, it, the, the service that they offer is called an Experian Boost. And it is basically improve your credit score instantly. And the cow goes, boost. And, and so when I see this, that's that's what I think. All right. So I'll get off of that. And people, maybe we need to cut that from uh, the audio podcast. But um, anyway, so what this is, is for, for those news creators to... Uh, boost their news articles boost. for a period of time. Yes, um, and they'll begin to roll this out in late July and expect expect to complete that by mid August. And when you're viewing a news article, there will be a boost uh, button at the top. You started it, man. <laughs> I, should, I should not have told that story. And. So when, the user, when you click that button, it will uh, open up and show you the options for actually increasing that engagement. That's the way I'm going to say it from now on. Uh, that's because that's the purpose of this is to increase engagement to for those important news items to put those at the top, you know, in, in better position so that they can be seen. And you have a duration there. You can select when you want this to end. And then you can... Uh, do the order uh, so you can move those, uh, those messages in different orders so that um, based on importance or, or whatever. Uh, so that will be, like I said, rolling out at the end of this month and through the mid of August. Daryl, will you use this?
0: Yes, I will. Why? Uh, Because it is a way for an organizational news team to ensure that everyone is seeing this across the feeds. And, yeah, I think it's going to be quite useful. But uh, it's it's probably not going to be super useful for smaller organizations that they just use news and they're... It's a, a big enough effort just to get them to, to write news and to, to get it put on the page, let alone having an organizational news team and news feeds from all sorts of different uh, places and SharePoint sites.
1: You're probably probably right. So um, it, I think, it, and it really will be beneficial for those hubs that, mm. are, that are really connected to a lot of sites that are, or sites are connected to that hub, depending on how you look at it, but that are producing a lot of news. So those are larger organizations that are, you know, these sites are, are producing these news items and they're rolling up into your, into your hub. And how do you prioritize certain ones that need to be boosted mm. there? I said, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and, and I think it will be utilized. So Daryl uh, let's move on to the next message. The, Something about a community header. Yeah.
0: Um, It's funny that it's only kind of been brought up now, uh, or at least that it's a feature that's been added now, uh, because it seemed to be kind of crucial. Yammer community header and Yammer embed feed, MC270670. Uh, When you embed, and we'll just go down to our... Screenshots there in the message, and I'll describe it for the audio podcast. You know the the Yammer web part where you can connect in a community or a discussion or topic, um, and it's embedded in the page beforehand. Or today, all you see is the conversation. You don't really see what community it came from. If people are inspired by the conversation there, but they are not part of the community. Are they, do they have an opportunity to, to join that community? No. <laughs> so simple things like that, which are going to be added to this update to, you know, if people are in the moment, they're reading what's in the conversations in this community as it's embedded in the page. Oh, huh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I'll do more than just reply to it in this web part. I want to join the community. Or where is this community? I've, I've never come across this before. Um, what, is it, what is it talking about here? So It's good to see this as an update, um, that it is promoting the the community name and um, making sure that it's easier for people to join. I uh, expect to see this in late July and completed by early August. Not too much more to add to that, Daniel, um, but yeah, like I said, it feels like it should have been there already.
1: I agree with you 100%, and I, I, one thing I will say about this is down at the very bottom, it talks about how you can prepare. And, and if you want to hide the community header, here's what you need to do. And it's a little bit of convoluted, but I, I don't know why you would want to do that. Why do you want to turn it off? Uh, the only thing I could think of is if if for some reason people have laid out their page mm. and, and they've added that and it, and it just doesn't look right and it shifts stuff. But I would argue that. This is something you need to adjust for. You need to know what this, where this conversation is happening, and what it's about. So, I I feel like they it should have been there. So,
0: yeah, Mm. yeah. Well, um, yeah. Good to see that coming. Um, Play with it when it arrives, or rather, I think it's just going to arrive, and it's over to you whether you want to turn it off or not. Um, Daniel, uh, our next one is is our repetitive offender.
1: One of them for this week. This is content type sync enhancements and site gallery MC MC279-
0: two seven and let me find it zero 07- seven. <laughs> let me find it because I didn't mark it in my favorites. Oh, you my know, uh, given that it arrived three or four times, um, that's pretty yes, poor form, right? At least, one. yeah. Here we go. Yes.
1: Again, this is MC MC271- two seven one zero seven nine, and for those that have been involved with SharePoint for a while. You know about this content types and how you can create a content type and sync those out to your sites so that they can be reused in your sites. Well, that is a, a push kind of mentality of I create this content type or update this content type, and now it gets pushed to everything. Well, it's highly inefficient, and what this is talking about is the what you're going to have in the future is when I go to, a, when I'm on a site and I want to create and add a new, uh, add a content type to my site, I am going to see the list of available content types and it will sync only that content type at that point when I select it and say, yes, that's the one I want. And then when I go update that content type, it will only push it out to the sites that have done that, that have said, yes, I want this. Uh, it's rolling out targeted release uh, late July to early August, standard release early August to late August. And they've said while this is happening and this rollout's happening, they will have both methods in place so there's no issues with uh, with functionality and, and making sure that it works. So switching to this kind of on-demand process of getting the content type uh, is again, I think a whole lot more efficient and we'll make this process faster. And I think, you know, faster is is better in what people want uh, in their service. There's, uh, you can publish uh, those content types. Uh, you can use a a um, PowerShell to do that uh, to grab that content type from that content type hub. Um, it's PnP content types from content type hub. <laughs> Seems simple enough, right? Uh, So beginning in in September, though, any scripts that you use to um, add a published content type in a site for the first time will need to use that new method. Uh, So that's where, for this message, you need to focus on, okay, if you are doing any kind of scripting, you definitely need to update those scripts with this new method. Um, So I, I think this is, you know, and this is on the heels of, you know, us talking about the uh, modernization of of this whole experience from you know that back end sharepoint experience of trying to get the modernization of um of of that so our term store you know content type hub you know we're really wanting some that stuff to get modernized and this is uh, uh that first step i think for content type hub Make sense?
0: Oh, yeah. Darryl. Yep, definitely. I mean, I know it's a, an admin thing in the background for managing content yep. types and making things easier. While it's not called out here in terms of the tag for the message, it will have an end-user impact.
1: Oh, yes, it definitely will, because they're the ones that are selecting that content type, you know, to add to their site. Yeah. So, Daryl, uh, let's talk about f- uh, fluids.
0: <laughs> no, fluid. What? It's not for <laughs> It's, not it's definitely not plural. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep keep us both on screen here, just so that we make sure that our our reactions, our facials are there because because fluid uh, releasing fluid live components in team's chat. Uh, don't you know when you say that title, just make sure that you announce it correctly. MC two seven o one double seven. We see, we saw this in. Um, it was a sort of a mini announcement, you know, like it, it got released as a, a video or wasn't a live stream, but we had a couple of um, key people from the Microsoft 365 team talking about changes and Microsoft Teams and advancements around the meetings experience and um, it was an asynchronous uh, collaboration, um, trying to reduce meetings, and what, one of the key announcements in this was, we're starting to see uh, what's called fluid here, um, is components that you can bring into live chat for Teams and co-author in the chat experience. Daniel, when I saw this to start with in the video, and this was about a month ago, I thought, I, I don't get it. Why? Why would you co-author something in chat? Isn't chat just gonna disappear up the thread and how am i going to keep up with it how am i going to add my my thoughts or ideas what was your reaction when you saw fluid and live components i felt
1: like there was some of that hmm not you know chat uh, messages you know crafting these but when they talked about a couple of examples i went oh no that that exactly is something that I would like to do because it will help reduce chatter back mm. and forth in the thread is agendas mm-hmm. so and so that's meeting agendas but also agenda as to how we're going to tackle something yeah you know whether it's a process or, or whatever and then um, the n- next thing was a follow-up on a conversation so not an agenda for a meeting but after the meeting, let, let's get some task items and 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 start talking through this and having everybody contribute to that rather than having, you know, one person have to be the scribe and no one else you know, can uh, come up with that official kind of document mm. or or um, construct. So uh, that's where I was like, oh, no, I, I really think that would help reduce chatter back and forth if we can all just work on that one thing right there and get it done. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that's really what I, I found uh, pretty useful with this. And it's not just, you know, in the desktop, it's also in mobile as well, right? Mm. Being able to uh, you don't have to be sitting at your desk to do this. You could be using teams mobile to, to be editing while other people are. And I think it shows, yeah, it shows that in this message. So um, I, you know, that's what that was my initial you know like i i I want to uh, this confusion and who's in charge of coming up with agendas and tasks and assigning and and all of that i felt like uh this could really be a big help
0: so you're going to see um questions when this becomes available from people in the community oh we don't we already have so many options for lists of tasks and can't we just put an agenda and, and meeting notes and blah, blah, you know? It's, of course, of course. But the point here is that you are in chat right here, right now. Um, and as you're starting to put that draft together or that list of tasks or this list of items or a table of information, uh, that's that's the starting point. And you don't have to go through and think, hmm, I'm going to open it to documents. I'm going to now, where do I put it so that everyone on this this chat can see it and this is where the fluid chat extends a bit more we're not going to talk too much more about this because you know there'll be a whole other time for us to be able to explore this a bit deeper but just being able to take that fluid component that live component and share that with another group of people who are not part of your group chat but can also co-author and combine their thoughts and their reactions or their agenda items um, to to this component. So this is uh, it's actually being called out quite quite early. It's it's not going to start rolling out to mid August for standard um, standard release um, complete around late August, and for GCC not till early September and complete late September. So we've got around about a month before we may start seeing this appear. Uh, But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see these live components appearing in different places uh, throughout Office. Um, It says that uh, in future there'll be the ability to share some of these live components in, let's say, an email message that you send out to everyone who attended the meeting. So you're able to continue that list or whatever you started from that chat and send it out to people in an email, and they can they can do that. We also saw it demonstrated in whiteboard, picking that component up and dropping it on a whiteboard, and getting everyone to co-author there. So lots of options uh, coming in. It's going to be available on desktop, available on mobile, not available in browser. Can we can we assume that from the fact that it's not on the list?
1: I assumptions are bad, but because I would think it would be on web, hmm. but uh, it doesn't have a description on how to do that. So I would say maybe these, maybe it's just that it's just missing from this
0: list. But I don't know. And there might be something else, but in the, in the scenes behind the scenes that that makes this possible, and it's not ready for browser yet. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah. yeah, that that brings us to an end of our standard messages. Uh, we've got a, a few quick mentions now, one or two. Yes. Yes.
1: So let me start off with Power BI Sensitivity Label Data and Activity Explorer. This is preview. <laughs> MC270105. There it is. And this if you know, if you deal with uh, reviewing the information uh, that comes from Power BI in the audit stream, so you can see what's, you know, when items are created, um, that kind of stuff. So um, if you uh, though are looking at for that sensitivity label data, it's gonna start coming into the activity explorer as well. So you as an admin uh, security, you you can go in there and uh, check that box and see that information in Activity Explorer. And that is coming early August and expected to be done by early September. Uh, next message.
0: Yeah, this is probably going to affect, a, 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 well, it will affect a lot of people if, if this is your preference. Um, new default settings when opening Office files. That's MC268957 um when you go to open a document within microsoft teams for example you usually have those three options of do you want to edit it in teams do you want to open it in your web browser do you want to open it on your desktop and the default today is it opens in teams unless you explicitly go through and um, choose what you want Uh, but you will soon have the ability to choose what your default is and i know a lot of people want to be able to open it on their desktop app and their full experience that they They just want to get into doing the the full editing experience and and go in there. Um, But yeah, like you called out Daniel when we were chatting about this early on. It, It is kind of hidden. Like when you go in and you want to choose this option, you actually have to find a document. You got to go through those settings and you can see that there's Teams by default or Power, Desktop Option or Browser. Then below that will be a Change Default option where you can choose which one do I want to use every time. Um, So that is going to be, wow, this is quite a list here too. Targeted release, (laughs) rolling out end of July. Standard, rolling out mid-August. GCC, rolling out early September, complete October. GCC high, uh, early September, complete October. DoD, um, early September and complete by early october That's one of the more detailed breakdowns of delivery dates we have seen in a while yep um we're finishing our quick
1: mentions on yeah and we want we kind of wanted to touch on something that was talked about you know microsoft um had a conference yet another one last week this one focused on partners and they have this conference every year and some information that kind of came out from that was the pricing on Microsoft Viva and the licensing that's going to be around, uh, revolving around the three uh, components that we know now will cost money, Viva Connections being the one. The fourth that does not, uh, if as long as you have those appropriate licenses for SharePoint and Yammer. So, um, Daryl, what what do you think about this announcement? Um, about the cost for Viva licensing? Well,
0: first of all, those three components that do cost are $4 US per user per month. Um, and, okay, great, it's a round figure, and it's, you know, uh, I guess achievable, maybe. That's the question maybe. really, isn't it? So what, what we were um, discussing in the community was, okay, what does this actually cover uh, what do we get for free versus what, what does the paid thing uh, give us? And one, one of the um, components, insights, was brought up. Because today we have access, personal access, to my analytics and my insights. And I can go in, I can get some suggestions around when I should put my focus time in or who I should be connecting with. And Am I working too much time outside of work hours? And I get personal insights that guide me towards good working practices. But um, there's another layer to that called workplace analytics where managers, people who are in charge of larger teams, the organization can get insights and see how across all the teams, how people are working and and where they might need to improve uh, the way that they work. And that today costs additional um, additional dollars—it's part of the E five license. Um, would people, will people still get that free element of, of insights? That's that's the question. And Daniel, there was other well, stuff around learning too. I mean, did you pick up on that?
1: Yeah, learning is—I think what people are experiencing around uh, or seeing around Viva Learning is. Um, And what they've talked about, you have to have early access to even get to it. It's it's still in private beta, although some screenshots I saw said it should be in public beta already, but it's not, Um, is around the content and how the additional value that you get beyond... The services that you can connect to, you know, we have LinkedIn learning and and then we have outside other types of learning uh, platforms that you can connect to. But, you know, really that value around what what do you get other than just bringing those in in one central place? Mm. And I think that's still it's still kind of up in the air as to if that value is worth four dollars per user per month and not sure. It may be for some organizations. Uh, what what does the future hold uh, for Viva Learning? I think is uh, for me personally is a big question. What what is what does the future hold? What is it? How does this features compare to other types of services that are outside of Microsoft, but also inside of Microsoft um, and the the platforms that manage learning within Microsoft. So I think that'll be interesting. Um, and then Viva Topics, being listed at $4, it's a price reduction, right, Daryl? Yeah. And, and so as far as what we thought it would be um, before now.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, we already know how that is patterned because we have seen it. It's out there and you do add it on if your organization sees the value in it. Um, I do think, like, out of all the services, Topics has, has a lot of potential to improve finding information, getting people um, clued up with different acronyms and who's the expert and finding expertise. Um, But I think Mm -hmm. with all of these things that one person kind of has wrapped it up to and saying that it still feels like it's pitched at an enterprise level. Is this really a collection of services that's going to extend and, and be useful to small to medium business? Uh, And and would they pay that extra cost to to access those things? So I know we'll see a a lot more become clearer. You know, we saw the pricing. We saw uh, some responses from Seth, who was the the Microsoft uh, partner manager who who jumped in and clarified a few things. Um, But yeah, I think it's still yet to be seen what is free and freemium. And when we pay the money, what, what does it actually give us in terms of uh, additional features yeah. or guide?
1: Right. So uh, we have a callback this week. Uh, good luck finding it in your message <laughs> center, though. We talked about this on a previous episode, yeah. um, and I'll tell you what I mean by that What I just said. Um, this one is called Edit a SharePoint Page and News Post in Microsoft Teams. I'm going to tell you the message ID, but it may not give you any help whatsoever. It's MC259302. Now, I say that because it's not in my message center anymore. It's been deleted. Oh. And I do not like this, and I wish Microsoft would stop it. Leave the messages <laughs> in there. I want them. Quit removing. <laughs> yeah,
0: the way you said However, that, you, you sound can... like you are telling. <laughs> stop it's it. Just stop it. Stop, stop it. it.
1: <laughs> um, you can, if you sync, for instance, uh, to Planner or to some other service like Teams or something, then your message enter, if you sync it to those, then you can go in there, those services, and look. Basically, this is being able to edit a SharePoint page that you've added into Teams or uh, being able to edit a news post on a SharePoint um, page. So I've got a SharePoint site added, a page added to my team uh, on the home tab and you'll straight away notice that it has an edit button. Mm. And so I can click edit and it goes into edit mode and I can do things like add web parts. I can, um, you know, make delete thing, whatever I can shade, I can edit these uh, sections. You know, I can do all of these things, right? So I can edit this and republish this. I'm not going to republish it. Before you do, Daniel,
0: um, up up on the the top um, toolbar, um, choose those double Mm -hmm. arrows that expand this to to full screen within within Teams. So it's beside the the chat button on the right at the top. That. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that I I've been using this on and off. doing some work and I found that that's just the, the easiest way to do it if you're going to do it within teams.
1: Yeah, so it gives you that kind of bigger experience and removes um, the kind of, it's an immersive, it removes the uh, navigation over on the left-hand side for Teams. So you're able to make these edits just like you were on a page, and you can republish them. I'm going to remove this web part, but I can republish it, and yay, it is republished. And so those in Teams will see the change, and of course, those that are on SharePoint will see the change.
0: Yay! Yay. Convenience. Mm-hmm. Very much. Well, that, that is the show for today. Um, thank you for yes. sticking around and, and uh, connecting with us in the live chat. And thank you, Daniel, mm-hmm. for being a good pal and going over those messages again for this week.
1: <laughs> thank you, Daryl. And thank you, everyone. Please follow us on socials, 365 MCS everywhere. Uh, also, smash the like button, um flick the subscribe and shake the bell to uh, get reminders of when we go live so you can watch the show and also check out our podcast if that's something that you would like to listen to our episodes you can do that uh, by going to messagecenter.show and clicking on subscribe or finding our podcast on any of your podcast players, it will be there. I promise. Just search for three six five, message center or three six five MCS. Did you like my different descriptions? I'm trying to change it up a little bit about you know hitting the button. It's it's bit.
0: great, you know. And I think for it, it's okay. it's recognizing the the hybrid audience that we have. That we have an audience mm-hmm. that just hears rather than sees. Oh, I'm sorry, people, you you missed out on all his great little hand motions and dances so yeah sorry about that
1: i danced yeah okay
0: all right see you again